From Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. And Dave. Right across the Northeast, <laughs> the red, the tune, and the cat. Just saying, fellas. Just saying. And Dave. Just had to get it in there. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise I, I feel like that's spare part of the wedding. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. What's the line from Caddyshack? The world needs ditch diggers too. <laughs> You're a bit chipper I'm considering sad. the result, that's mate. It. <laughs> it's not mine. I've been a Sunderland fan for over 40 years, mate. I'm used to this now. <laughs> well, gra- it's grabbing, the hope that kills you. <laughs> grabbing defeat from the jaws of success, just like the Borough, mate. Don't you worry. We've got something in for them between us. We do. Uh, we yeah, do. yeah. What, a, what an evening I spent, but there you go. It was, uh, oh. it was just dreadful. I was watching Absolutely along, mate. I was watching along. It was yeah. more enjoyable. Yeah, You've was- had more enjoyable sessions going to the dentist, have you? <laughs> to be honest, I and I, I am absolutely like I brick it when I have to go to the dentist. I hate the place, yeah, and that same. last night was was right up there. It was just, <laughs> it was just awful. And I tell you what, what I noticed as well. Obviously, you know, I'm watching on TV, and, and the, the sound quality isn't always the greatest on these uh, these live productions from from the stadium alike. But the crowd were flat. I know there was, you know, I think the the spread the attendance out was close to thirty eight thousand. I, I honestly, with the Jeez. weather and everything like that, I, I reckon you'd be pushing to find thirty. Get me a dad. Get me a dad to put a. Get me a dad to put a tweet out for you, mate. Um, that's what you need. Your owner puts a tweet out, mate. It gets everybody up there. Uh, gets everybody at up least, and at them. At least your owner's spending money, mate. That's, 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 I was just like. It was just so insipid, man. But we'll we'll get on to that, I'm sure. We've, we've got a lot to talk about, uh, including possibly the greatest what the fact ever. No, that's, no. that's coming oh. up today as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. How can, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. How can uh, you throw the greatest ever at us? Because we haven't won one yet. Yeah, it's true. I know, it's great. <laughs> uh, that's the one thing that's actually keeping me spirits up at the minute. It's like, it's Ted 2, the rest of the world nil. Uh, and, and I'm quite happy with that. Well, it's, be careful, mate. I'm, I'm be unbeatable careful. this moment in time. We, we, oh, we, no, we have the capability of striking back, so be careful. I'm, I'm going to get done today. <laughs> I, 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 I think I've been a little bit generous with the clues, but we'll, we'll come to that anyway. Okay. Uh, there's there's one of them that's that's possibly going to raise an eyebrow with you, and I can't wait for you to hear it, Dave. But that's, uh, oh, that's, no. that's going to oh, be Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks, mate. It, they're, they're frozen at the moment, so don't try and raise it too early. <laughs> or I'll have to go to the hospital with some sort of split skin underneath the eyebrow. Did you see that photograph I said? Yeah, I, I know did. Ted did. Ted, Ted wow. quite kindly said, yeah, it's a chilly start here as well, 16 degrees. Thanks, mate. That's what yeah. we want to say. Yeah, yeah nippy. lovely. Nippy. Yeah, to I went the outside off. to look just to check. Yeah, I'm, I'm 21 degrees here, so I'm in a singlet yes. right now. So I do apologise, kind of, but, you know, well, we've got, down under. I'll, I'll paint you a very a very picturesque uh, um, Teesside scene, right? It's snowing, all right? It's snowing. <laughs> First snow of the winter on Teesside, so there you go. Wow. Yeah, Beautiful. Steve was just saying you, you sure guys got not just nuclear fallout? Hey! Don't we love him? Don't we love him? Speaking of fallout... Oh. <laughs> so yeah. Like toothache. I will be reviewing last night's action, if you can call it action. It was, uh, well, yeah. It's possibly one of the Great worst game. games I've watched in a long, long time. That it was, uh, <laughs> it was horrible. I've tried to get some highlights to talk about out of it, but uh, yeah, wishes luck with that one. Um, I've had to edit out a few swear words from me from my initial attempt, but there you go. Uh, 
what we are going to have a, a light-hearted look at is Scottish football today. That's that's going to be interesting. That's um, always funny. For some. Well, it's, it's it's actually it's an anniversary. It's a happy anniversary day, really. Uh, November the thirtieth, eighteen seventy-two, mm. was the first international football game with England and Scotland. Well, wasn't that the oh, first wow. international yeah, football game in the world? Yes, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah. First oh. one. Yeah, that's what I said, wasn't it? <laughs> nah. Uh, so yeah, you nah. Well, you didn't. <laughs> did I not? Did point I, of, I, point I of order: You said I the first <laughs> international nah. between England and Scotland. Yeah. Exactly. Get it was him. the first Get international, him. and it was between England and Scotland. Nah, you didn't put the comma in there. Sorry. Nah. 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 Oh, the grammar nah. police are out. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Not a. Right, oh, hang really? oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. Am I up? Am Whoa. I? Wait, I'm, I tell you why that is. Tiger. <laughs> I panicked. I tell you. I tell you why that was, fellas. Um, I'm trying to defrost here. I'm trying to thaw myself out with. <laughs> With hot porridge, and I totally forgot about the computer. Sorry about that. I do apologise. Oh, Bad one on my behalf. I will. I will go premature, de- premature declaration. That's exactly what it was. Super computer. Super computer. He's bought it off Wish.com, I think. Hey. Other cheap and nasty websites are available. Hey. Um, yeah, yeah. It's all right. They're in China. They're not listening. <laughs> um, Slag them off yeah, as much as you about... want, then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's also, we're talking about anniversaries. It's also 20 years since the Invincible season. Can you can you actually believe that? Oof. Two decades oh, yeah. have gone by since the uh, Invincibles. Jeez. So we're going to have a little uh, little chat about them. Uh, also, we uh, we had a, a message very very late in the day yesterday on the on the show from Rye in Plymouth. Uh, nice guy, <laughs> Rye, as a, as opposed to really loud Rye. Um, yeah, so he was asking us about our favourite all time game that we attended and why. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll go around the table. I'll let you lads have a little think on that, and we'll we'll come towards that towards the end. When, uh, when when Brother Daz joins us from, I don't know, whatever he was doing last night, playing dominoes with Midjewer or something like that. Um, yeah, so I don't know whether you want to start with some headlines and then I suppose we can crack on and get into it, can't we? Well, I mean, if you're asking a question, we can answer it for you, mate. But if you just want to tell me, say, the, get on with the headlines, that's equally fine. I'm, you know, I'm just the organ grinder here. In the words of Captain Picard, make it so. Smoggies and proud. Borough News. To hold the Northeast football mantle this week because we're the only Northeast side to win. <laughs> what a game last night that was. Unfortunately, though, Sam Greenwood is not the only selection issue that Michael Carrickwon could have on his hands when Middlesbrough visit Ellen Road on Saturday. The midfielder who is on loan at the Riverside cannot play against his parent club, adding this to the latest news of Hackney and Fry. Borough could be without up to nine first-team players come Saturday. Can you believe it? Michael Carrick says for him, though, the highlight of Middlesbrough's 4-0 win over Preston was actually the return of, of Matt Clark and the debut of Law McCabe. On Clark's return to action, Carrick said, I was absolutely delighted, as was I, Michael. In some ways, that was the best part of the night. I know the result is great, scoring goals and playing well, but seeing Clarkie back on that pitch after what he's been through, there's more to it than sometimes than results. He's been through some tough times, up and downs. He must have had some dark days doubting whether he'd ever be able to play football again, but he's got back. He's gotten back on that pitch and it's a hell of an achievement for him. I was so delighted for him to get back and sample and get get the first one out of the way. Absolutely brilliant. And McCabe, meanwhile, came on for the final few minutes of the match. He's the fourth Academy player to be 
uh, to be handed a debut by Carrick. While many others have been handed opportunities via regular first-team training and away day travelling, to put McCabe's tender age into context, he wasn't born until one month after Burroughs UEFA Cup final in Eidenhoven. Can you believe it? That makes you feel old. With a glint in his eye when asked about the young midfielder, Carrick said, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I love that feeling of giving the young, young lads a chance and being in a position to do that. Again, it has to be the right time and they have to deserve it. He's trained with us and done really well. He's gone back with the 18s and trained with the 18s and 21s and done absolutely brilliant. He has a great attitude. I like him a lot in terms of how he handles himself and how he copes with it. He's only getting better in, with all the, all the time and it was a good opportunity for him, for him to take that next step and sample it. It's a message to all the academy players that they'll get their chance when they deserve it. That is your Borough News, the only Northeast football team to win this week. Oh, doesn't it taste delicious? Magpies mm. are proud. Mag News. Good morning, Newcastle United fans. Well, as expected, UEFA has stood down the VAR official who made the decision to guide the referee uh, to give PSG their penalty in the Champions League game on Tuesday night. What a name this is, by the way. I'll give it two goes. Uh, Thomas Kwai Kowskiwas. Supposed to be VAR for the Real Sociedad <laughs> versus RB Salzburg Champions League game this evening. However, he was replaced. Uh, although UEFA are yet to make a public statement over the decision to award PSG a penalty deep into stoppage time against Newcastle United on Tuesday, it is the clearest indication yet that they think that the ruling was incorrect. Too little, too late. Former Premier League referee Dermot Gallagher uh, says that the Polish referee should have uh, been stronger against VAR following the controversial stoppage time penalty given against Newcastle for the handball by Tino Livramento. He said, I think the fact that VAR has been stood down this morning speaks volumes. It's not just a penalty, is it? If that was given in the Premier League, the media would have been on it for a month. And I think he's right about that. And the Magpies are back in Premier League action on Saturday when they host Manchester United in an 8 o'clock kickoff, which is live on TNT Sports. The Red Devils were in Champions League action last night and threw away a two-goal lead at Galatasaray. They drew 3-3, leaving themselves bottom of the group. And that is your Newcastle United headlines on Thursday morning. Mackhams and Proud. Black Cats News. Morning, Sunderland fans. We have to take it on the chin that we weren't good enough. We were lacking creativity and lacking intensity. That was the view of Tony Mowbray after last night's dismal defeat at Championship Strugglers uh, against Championship Strugglers Huddersfield Town. A visibly downbeat Mogger watched Sunderland struggle again against a deep defending counter-attacking team where he described the goals conceded as soft. The result means Sunderland a mid-table in 11th, one point behind Middlesbrough, heading into a tough away fixture at the New Den on Saturday and still with no striker able to find the net since loaning Joe Galthart seven months ago, ironically last season against Huddersfield Town. If Sunderland don't lose hotshot Mason Kotcher for good, the Black Cats will be hoping for their bank balance's sake that the 17-year-old picks Arsenal over Glasgow Rangers. The forward impressed for Sunderland under-18s last season and was among the substitutes when the first team played Shrewsbury in the FA Cup in January. Kotcher turned 17 years old in September and is now eligible to sign a professional contract. Most recently, Mikhail Arteta has overseen Kotcher in training with Arsenal's first team, where the teenager is hoping to impress enough to earn a contract. 
The fee that Sunderland would receive from a cross-border deal, such as one with Rangers, would be significantly less than if the academy star stayed in the country and joined an English club. While the pain of losing Koch will still remain for the Black Cats, there is reason to remain invested in where the youngster takes his next footballing steps. And finally, Mark Venus explained why Pierre Ekwa has really struggled since returning from injury for Sunderland. Speaking to the Northern Echo, the Black Cats coach admitted that the Frenchman was still working on his fitness after spending a month on the sidelines. Equois noticeably, noticeably been rather poor in recent games, with fans criticising the 21-year-old and even Tony Mowbray admitting that he was a yard off it and not up to speed. However, Mark Venus has now explained that his gradual recovery from the injury has had an impact on performances. He said, When you pick up an injury, if it's not straightforward and you come back where you, it's not straightforward that you come back where you left off. Time out of the team and not working on the body and keep yourself sharp with training does catch you out. From every experience Pierre will learn from it, all of the young boys will. And that is your dreadful headlines this Thursday morning. Ted, Rye and Steve, the North East Footy Breakfast. Right across the North it does beg the question why do we try and make it difficult for ourselves at times but there you go <laughs> it does doesn't it I, th- I think I've got Esther Ranson's teeth in this morning like there you go. I thought you I thought you, was, I thought you were suggesting that I even attempted to give that referee's name no mate absolutely <laughs> I mean hat, hat, hats really off good. hats off yeah, yeah I'm yeah, sure he doesn't pronounce it like that but hats it. off for giving it a go yeah. I, swerved, yeah. I swerved the referee because his name was equally as, as bad <laughs> so I might try that in the second news headlines we'll I give it a go we'll see which one works out the best when I was Radio boy, I used to I used to read some news bulletins from uh, time to time, and there was a story in Thailand once. And I'll always remember it. There was this report Thai reporter who was reporting, and his name was immensely long. I mean, it was as long as that Welsh thing. Um, what name? Sorry. Do you mean it was immensely long? Oh, immensely long. Uh, and I tell you, I sat there for 20 minutes before the news bulletin, sweating over it. And I, I, like Steve did, I tried to break it down, and it ended up sounding nothing like he gets called at home. I'm absolutely sure. But there you go. Brilliant. It's better than that one Ted did yesterday. The the villain from the Buzz Lightyear series. I swear that was his name. What was it? It was something like that. He's, I swear he's the villain from Buzz Lightyear. It Zoid, was. It was. Bo- uh, what was Ber- that one's Ber- name? Ber- <laughs> you Ber- tried to do in the Ber- headlines. Zork. He actually scored That's last it. night as well. Hundred percent. He's the villain in Toy Story. I'm sure of it. That's the, that's him. <laughs> Zerg. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's close. It's close. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give it I love, that one, mate. I love the way the inflection of your voice goes up there, but you go Zerg. It was great. Well done. <laughs> I'm going through some late changes. Um, <laughs> Uh, anywho, no, no. anywho, right, before we move on and me, I'm going to try and get done with this match from last night. Before we do that, though, can we, uh, can we have the music, Dave? You want the music? The music, oh, yeah. are you talking about? The music. Yeah, could have, the bloody, music. Could have warned me. Where's Daz's things? <laughs> it's not like, <laughs> I, not like I sent out a message last night with a talking points or anything. <laughs> it's not even open. I've got to find it. Daz, what do you do with it? Where is it? Normally it's just left he's open. Signat- do you know what he has? possessive. Do you know what he's done? He's 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 shut he's it deliberately because I don't know where it is. All right, well, while he finds it, lads, as quickly I won't find it. I'm telling you, like a couple of minutes. Have do you have you lads seen the result in the League One game between Barnsley and Wickham by any chance on social media? Because this yes. is hilarious. If you haven't seen Excellent it. <laughs> Yeah, get yourselves onto social media because uh, Barnsley have had an absolute steal of a game. Uh, Wick versus Wickham Wanderers in the 93rd minute. 
the Wiccan Wanderer's Keeper has had a pass or a, a deflected shot sort of roll into him. Uh, and he's he's put the ball down at his feet and he's just let everyone run back out, you know, nice and casually. There, little does he know, the Barnsley striker then starts to approach him uh, and he's got time just to be able to, you know, pick it up, pick the ball up to his chest and fall to his feet. Just a time waste to make it sure that it goes into a draw. And uh, unfortunately, the Wickham goalkeeper does so as the Barnsley striker is approaching him, picks the ball up, falls to the ground for time wasting. As he falls to the ground, out pops the ball straight to the Barnsley striker. Barnsley score, 1-0 victory. <laughs> it was the most hilarious moment you will ever see in a goalkeeping uh, fast, and I feel so sorry for him. And I didn't know he was an ex-Sunderland keeper because I didn't want to put any more misery on you guys today. But then, but uh, if you but haven't it just, seen just it, make please, it that little bit more humorous, <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? it? Yes, yeah, indeed. Sorry, right? Just decorating that kick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I felt I felt so sorry for Wickham Wanderers. If you're a Wickham Wanderer fan. Uh, my heart goes out because it was one of the all-time blunders from a keeper. Uh, do you guys, do you lads have any uh, all-time favourite blunders from keepers? Oh, not so much blunders from keepers, but I was there when uh, when Sunderland scored three own goals against themselves. That was that was a fun day. Oh my goodness, when was that? Yes. Yeah, that was. Oh, I think that was coming towards the end. Of, I think it might have been the Howard Wilkinson era. Uh, oh my short and disastrous mate. though it was, I'd, I'd have to go wow. back. I'd have to do my research on that one. I think it was against Charlton. Somebody, somebody will correct me if I'm wrong on this one. I'm sure there'll be WhatsApp will be lighting up. I'm sure it was against Charlton, and we scored three own goals against ourselves. It was it was horrendous. Wow, mm. Steve. Difficult, really, because that's not something which you know springs to mind. Um, yeah. There's been some bad goalkeepers, um, but actual errors by goalkeepers is it's difficult to, difficult to pinpoint out so I would have to probably what do was the, the one with Dion Dublin was Shea Given was that, was that Newcastle or was he somewhere yeah that's a good there? shout that's a good shout because obviously the joke went round that Shea Given was the only Irishman who didn't know where Dublin was <laughs> and, and that was like that, that was where he put the ball down to take a goal kick Dublin had gone off the pitch and Shea Given was about to take the um, about to take the goal kick, and Dublin That's came right. back under the pitch, which wouldn't have been allowed. Now it's bad sportsmanship, but he came from behind him and then just tapped the ball into the net. Um, but I mean, that really was yeah. That's a, that's a good shout. That probably probably one of the worst one of the worst goals that a, a Newcastle keeper, a keeper has conceded. But there's been, I mean, we've had some absolutely awful keepers. I mean, I mentioned mm. uh, we mentioned Lionel Perez. I think last week. Um, Dave Besant, I mean, if you watch that season, 1988-89, Dave Besant, for anyone who doesn't know, was the Wimbledon goalkeeper in the FA Cup final. Pulled off that wonderful penalty save against John Aldridge, and Wimbledon went on to win the FA Cup, the culture club against the the you know um, the crazy gang, and it was the crazy gang who came out on top. And Dave Besant signed for Newcastle for a record deal. He was one of a few players that came from Wimbledon that season to Newcastle. And if you watch the video... Oh. Um, of Dave Besson that season. I think he's about six foot six, six foot seven, and a, at least fifteen goals he conceded in the relegation season were lobs over the top of him, um, which which beggars which beggars belief. Um, in fact, his debut was against Everton away when Newcastle were fancied to get something. Were lost four nil, and Besson conceded a goal in thirty four seconds. Uh, Tony Cotty got a hat trick that day, uh, so I mean he he was renowned for bloopers. So I guess no. you, know, you, you would probably have to watch that video uh, to to say he was one. I mean John Carelsey, lovely bloke, Rudhull had brought him mm. in. wasn't 
wasn't the greatest of keepers. Didn't have many. Didn't have many games, but the games he did play, I think he played two or three games. The games he did play, well, absolutely horrendous. Uh, he played in an infamous game against Southampton, where he, I think, he conceded four goals. Um, useless. Mike Hooper, another one who I can probably pick out yep. the uh, pick out of the air. Um, you know, Matt in the Sells two- brings to mind for me. Matt Sells, I remember him signing for a record fee, and he was. <laughs> That's, no, a, good yeah, that, that's that, a good point. Yeah, and yeah. actually, he's that good. I forgot about yeah. him. Um, <laughs> I mean, I Mike remember Cooper the Aston in, Villa game. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Mike. I mean, yeah. Hooper was in between Cernicek and Cernicek and his lop, two really good keepers, and Hooper came in, mm. and I mean, it was just like scratch your head time. But yeah, Matt Sells, that's a great shout, mate. I completely forgot about him. But yeah, I mean, yeah. we've had our fair share. I guess if you watch the compilation <laughs> so video of those, you'd probably find some absolute howlers, mate. Yeah, same as us, Joe Lumley, Dave, as he springs to mind. <laughs> that was the one at QPR, wasn't it? Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, well, he, just, he, just, he, might, he might as well have just put the ball on a tee and invited he the striker to come in. and yeah. just <laughs> sat to the side and said, here you go. <laughs> yeah, that was a howler. Um, I'm just trying to think. I know Dimmy did one at Brentford, didn't he, in the playoffs? He didn't did, he? Yeah, 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 he did. Dimmy dropped a big fatty. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but the one that sticks in my mind, uh, and it isn't a a goal, but you've got to mention it. Is Peter Enkelman? Do you remember the oh, Villa yes. keeper? The throwing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the throwing yeah. back to him against Birmingham in the Birmingham City derby. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, he took his eye off yeah. the ball for a moment. He's still pleading his case to this day, saying, "I didn't touch it. Yeah. I didn't touch it. Shouldn't have been allowed." <laughs> but he touched it. It hit the underside of his boot, yeah. and uh, and then it went. So that was that was it. For those who haven't seen it, basically, to throw into uh, one of his defenders throws the ball back to him in the goal, takes his eye off the ball, and the ball just squirms under his foot and rolls into the net. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Onana had a shocker for Man think- last night as well. Yeah, yeah seen that. Oh my God, he's we're going to have to pull Melly up about this because he's going to be on the show tomorrow, lads. The yeah, Mackey we fan. will. And he yeah, keeps defending Nana. How on earth can you really? defend him? He's absolutely <laughs> useless. And he keeps oh, he's he a great terrible. keeper. He's a great keeper. And I know Melly goes home and away and watches Manchester United. So maybe there's things he's doing. But every time I watch him on TV, there's a howler in him. He's and yeah. I mean he he you know he really did just he cost him last away. night. He took the yeah, game away. Yeah, he cost him last night. What yeah, about you, definitely. Ted, for the Mackhams? Goalkeepers? Goalkeepers-wise, well, most Mackhams would agree with me here that any time Jason Steele put his gloves on for Sunderland was, was an accident waiting to happen. Um, it, it was just absolutely <laughs> shocking, to be honest. I think I think probably the worst Brighton number one have ever yeah. had. Oh. I know, that's... That, that's he's that's the Brighton number one now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that just says everything, really. We've had, to be honest, I think we've been blessed... We've been blessed with some good keepers over the years. I mean, the likes of Thomas yeah. Sorensen. I can't remember Tommy Sorensen ever dropping a clanger. Um, he was mm. so reliable. Um, he yeah, was a good we've keeper. done all right. Even Lionel Perez was was like, apart from the playoff final where he didn't save a single penalty, um, and then he yeah. then obviously went and signed for the Geordies. Apart from yeah. that, um, he was actually a really good shot stopper. Tony Norman, former Welsh international, I think he's a, a retired yeah. policeman now, like lovely fella, great keeper as well. So we've actually been lucky and had some good ones. The biggest one, obviously, the best one was Shea Given on, on loan from Blackburn mm. as a teenager. Mm. It was just mm. phenomenal. Um, and then, of course, he went and signed for a, a team about 12 miles up the road. And yeah, I, sorry I, I about know, that. He, di- he disappeared yeah. after that. Um. <laughs> I remember the I remember the Craig Gordon days for Sunderland though. I remember having a verse Craig Gordon well, what, in goal the goal best when he was save like in the Premier League ever. The peak, Craig Gordon. It was, the it was peak Craig Gordon days. It was incredible yeah. that that guy was. 
And obviously Simon, Simon Mignolet as well before he went to Liverpool. But I thought he was incredible for you as well. So you've had some good ones yeah, for sure. Pick, Pickford as well. Pickford was, was Pickford, great obviously, for us. Yeah. Lad, yeah, Pickford you know, as well, obviously, uh, yeah. Earned yeah. a big move and I, I, I would love yeah. to see Jordan back one day. And to be honest, Anthony, Patterson is improving. Yeah, uh, he's yeah, still a yeah. young lad. He's starting he's unlucky to last a little night. bit now. Yeah, yeah, he was. You've well, got to be careful yeah, with that line, though, haven't you, mate? Somebody's improving. Does that mean <laughs> where's the starting point <laughs> at the moment? How high or low is that kid. on the scale? Yeah, he's improving. He's a young kid last night. I'm going to talk let down by people in front of him. It's like one of those under nines. My goodness, it's like one of those under nine Sunday morning teams, isn't it? Where a kid gets a kid gets a little medal put around his neck for the most improved player of the week. Doesn't say much about it, really, does it? Hey, I got plenty of those. Thank you very much. The most improved goalkeeper from 2001. To 2002. Thank uh, you very much. Moving on, on very, moving on very quickly. <laughs> 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 Found it. Hey, look at me, hey, time killing to save our boy Dave. Does try, does try to try to hide it, but we found it. We dug it out amongst his tools. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> excuse me. So. We have the usual what's what what oh dear me come on yeah, get it right family. get this one Tell right got this. please get yeah it right. I really need to get that one right <laughs> <laughs> the panic attack set in there right so I have a juicy football fact for you I'm going to give you four clues I started right I started writing that one down I have a juicy all oh, right okay yeah okay. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the listener Dave it's not all about you you know how are you sorry <laughs> mate sorry <laughs> mate I was keen I was keen. Excuse me, I'm oh, it's really stuck in his throat. Oh, it is like it has. Right, first clue. Hola! This cup triumph has never happened before or since. Hola! This cup triumph has never happened before or since. Wow. Mm. See, so I can do Spanish. Newcastle well. winning the Intertoto Cup. <laughs> no. Was it in Spain? Newcastle, Newcastle winning the Japan Cup. Well, this this is this is down to you to guess. I can't. I, I'm only going to give you. Bora winning the, the Texaco time. Cup. No, definitely Bora. not the Texaco Cup. Man, it that? ranks highly alongside the Anglo-Italian. It's not as it big does. as the Papa John's. And the end of <laughs> and, so, the, and the Seller Cup. First clue. Seller oh, Cup. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about the that. Yeah, the Seller Cup. Yeah. 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 That's that's in the same box as Matt Sells. I have like a joke it? about that, Brad. Hey, I, I don't gonna... know whether I can do it. <laughs> I thought you were going to come out with the immortal joke there. It's in the same box as the Papa John's pizza trophy. Pizza <laughs> no. box? All right, then. No, I'll let you do that, mate. We'll share the, we'll share the gags on this show. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you me, me seller cup joke off air and then you, you decide if I can tell it or not. All right. Well, we've just, we've just shared a bit of a Ted joke off air, mate, on the uh, the WhatsApp yeah. group that we don't talk about. You, you should be checking oh, really? that. <laughs> you should be checking that real quick, Teddy boy. Oh, really? Let me have a look. Let me have a look. <laughs> oh, you are absolutely having me on. You are having me on. <laughs> Really, really post you. We've gotten a picture sent in from a lovely viewer of the Northeast Brecky Show, (laughs) and it's our number one main man, the Macam himself, Ted, standing in front of Greg's with two pasties. (laughs) One in each hand. That's a new flyer, sorted. That's it. That's it. With a comment, Ted, who is supporting Newcastle's economy with two pasties in each hand, ready to go, looking as excited as ever. 
Right, can I explain the context? Nah, no, no, we don't want context, mate. We don't want context. Moving on. Yeah, time, news time. Wow. That'll spoil, the news. That would spoil things for us if we put it into context. Come on, mate. We, you know. I have my suspicions. I will have my revenge. <laughs> if anybody yes. out there knows me, if Ted asks for uh, compromising photographs, please do not send them. You, you, you can blackmail as much, me as much as you want. Do not send them. Time for the uh, okay. available in every phone box anyway. Yes. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> From Yarm to Yibbe, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red button. I'm telling you, it took Taz ages to put those jingle bells on. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask you a quick question? I'm Carefully. sitting here enjoying a, a cuppa, right? For my, for my, uh, from I have a, I love a cuppa. I'm a big fan. Coffee or tea? It's the, my favourite, no tea, tea. Okay, tea. okay. Proper my favourite is English breakfast tea. Oh, right? good man, good man. Yeah. But wait, for, for you lads, is it just called breakfast tea? I mean, what, I mean, what, what is it there? What, it is English what is breakfast it over here. It is English breakfast still yeah. over there, is it? Yeah, I'll just okay. call it tea. See, I'm, I'm a Luddite, but there you go. It's, uh, well, the yeah, tea bag tea. to order that I get is called English breakfast tea. It's like the strongest one you can get here in Australia. And ah. it's an absolute mint tea, right? And it's, it takes me back to my roots, right? Uh, and, uh, Odyssey. But I was just wondering, over there, it's probably just called breakfast tea, right? Well, you just call it tea. I mean, you don't tend to call it breakfast tea. Oh, no, you've got many many different types of tea, fellas. I mean, he wants oh, to... Let, let the middle class one Oh, here speak. we go. Yeah, here we go. Go, just, go, on, go on, Dave. Yeah. Just, just be, just Actually, be, yeah, it's the Darjeeling, yeah, dear yeah. boy. Just, just because I have uh, Earl Grey Robush tea uh, on a morning. Yes, okay. Um, I tell you, if you haven't had Lapsang Souchon, you've never lived, boy. Indeed, indeed. Why, why do you sound like him off in it, our fuck, mum? I'm going to walk the plank if I don't drink my <laughs> uh, but we'll, uh, I'll tell you what, when you come over, we'll save you a box of Yorkshire tea. Oh, yeah. If you like strong Is that tea, the best one? Yeah. we'll save you a yeah, box I'm of Yorkshire one. tea, which we have in the office downstairs. Can I order uh, that online? Mrs. Ted won't drink right it, though. Really? Mrs. Ted won't, she won't, won't drink it? Yorkshire tea. No, because she's from Blackpool. Oh. There you Is that go. Taylor's of Harrogate? Is that the one? Taylor's of Harrogate. That's, that's also Yorkshire, Yorkshire tea. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's, can, we, can, we, can we accuse you of being T-shist? T-shist. <laughs> <laughs> but probably in this woke oh, world no. we're living, so that will be. Yeah, that's it. She'll be cancelled now, Ted. Now you've mentioned that. That's it. Yes. Won't drink Yorkshire tea because she's from Blackpool. Cancel her. T-shist. I like. Um, I like. I do. I do like Yorkshire tea. It's okay, but my favourite's yeah. gonna be PG tips because it's the taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the advert. The, the advert with the with the, oh, with the knitted monkey. Oh, they oh, were brilliant. Get that here yes. in Australia. Knitted monkey was good. The old chimps, the old chimps were the best, weren't they? With the bowler hats on, doing the uh, doing all. The, yeah, the but in this this, this PC state. PC correct society day and age, you wouldn't be allowed to use animals. Yep. Be cruel, you'd be cancelled. PG Tips tea for a box here in Australia, twelve dollars. Oh, I'm $12 coming Australian. over with a sack full. What? It appeared for me flight for a box. <laughs> there you go. I get eight. Yeah, and of course, yeah, 40, being middle middle class radio dad, I'd have to come first class. 
40 bags in the box. Business? And, uh, and oh, what are you talking about, boy? <laughs> I'm not sitting with a porpoise in business. <laughs> He's talking to me like I'm the gardener. Hey, do you know what? That, that actually, do, you know, do you know something? Oh, you've, you just, you've, just, you've just reminded me. Um, I went over to Sydney. I flew over to Sydney to do a training course with the Fox Sports guys. Um, and it was literally fly in one day, uh, head down, crash, get up the next uh, couple of hours later, go in, do mm. the training course, and then fly back out the next day. I mean, I wasn't even on the ground long enough for uh, for jet lag to kick in. And on the way back, I was flying Qantas, Qantas, mate. And, um, yeah. and I'm sitting there, and they had booked me in business class. Because they were paying for it, you know, it wasn't oh, me. It wasn't oh. me who was paying for it. So it's like, yeah, get in. Like, and I'm sitting there. Like when you fly me over. That's it, mate. That's it. And yeah. um, all yeah. of a sudden, we we just taken off. The old seatbelt sign had just gone out. Uh, and one of the uh, one of the air stewards came over and tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Mr. Roberts, you are travelling on your own, aren't you?" I went, "Yeah." Would you mind off? We were sorry for the convenience. Would you mind off? There's a passenger in economy who's taken ill, and we need to keep a close eye on them. Um, <gasps> so, w- would you mind if we upgraded you to That's first class? Oh, what? Wow. What? So I thought. I thought. Should I? Yeah. I thought. Should 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 I? Should I play along here and go? That's an awfully inconvenient thing to ask me. How dare you? But I I thought. Businessman. But I thought. But I thought. No, I'm not going to turn down the opportunity. Let's go. (laughs) It was. I'm I'm telling you what. It was amazing flying back from Sydney in first (laughs) class. Jeez, that would be good. Living the life. I can go to heaven, and I know I've made it. That's it. I don't think I've ever had a first class flight. You lads ever had a first class? Steve would have, 100%. They yeah, once, and it was, it was my honeymoon, mate. Um, we got upgraded. Oh, so we went, to, uh, we went to America for our honeymoon. Went A couple of weeks, went uh, where did we go to? New York, uh, San Francisco, Ooh. and San Diego. And it was the flight from... Uh, oh, we went to LA as well. And it was the flight from Heathrow to... Um, GFK that we go upgraded uh. and it was it was mental you 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 go, you literally it's how the other half live it was like they, they were cooking steak for you for your meal instead of having a curled up <laughs> toasted sandwich um, literally That's unlimited unlimited champagne at your seat oh. um, but it was because it was literally the two people had cancelled last minute they had two spare seats and they knew that we were on our honeymoon because you, you get told when you do that oh just let, let them know you're on your honeymoon and we got upgraded it was fantastic lads never done it again but um, absolutely fantastic that and it was there's a few things that worked out for us a little funny story I've always got one um, when we went to LA of course people were saying oh you'll, you'll see loads of celebs they walk around you know and you'll bump into loads of people and another couple um, in Gateshead had also got married in the same week and they were also going to America but they were a couple of days ahead of us and we, we all came we booked you know, like respective partners we came back and we went out for a night out with everybody and we're sharing our stories and they were going, go on then, which celebs did you see? Which celebs did you see? Our only celebs that we saw in a two weeks was at Heathrow. We saw Debbie McGee and Paul Daniels. <laughs> and Paul Daniels was walking ahead, whereas Debbie McGee was pushing three cases along on the truck. <laughs> that was it. I didn't, even, I didn't even speak to him. Meanwhile, uh, wait for it. Um, my mate, who was in LA, uh, bumped into um, J-Lo and Bruce Willis. When they were in no LA, way. unbelievable. Wow. Not die hard. The lot. That is incredible. Yeah, crazy. The That's Christmas sheet. Um, I, I, yeah. I have a funny ride to to my little Qantas story. So at the end of the flight, 
um, when we were when we were in the descent getting ready to land, guy came up to me uh, and because it was a suite they put you in on these long haul flights, you know, tapped on the door yes. and, and 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 opened the yes. door and said, Mister Robertson, he handed me a carrier bag and he said, this is for the inconvenience. And it was full of uh, it was it was full of those you know those those small bottles of shorts whiskey and rum and all sorts of stuff. He said, "This is this oh, this is nice. for the inconvenience." Oh, I'm thinking I should be giving wow. you this. <laughs> it just gets better. I mean, Sorry, Mr. Fly Roberts. The plane Sorry, well. Mr. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Incredible, yeah. incredible. I've I've never Kiss ever ever flown first class. Never ever done. Yeah, it. neither have I. I've done business. I've he, never he, done first. My best mate does it all the time, of course, because he travels all over the world with work, and I get regular mm. updates of like, you know, I've just had the foie gras on the way to Singapore or yes. wherever he last. <laughs> and of course, you. We all know yeah. Daz. We all know Daz will be flying first class from from True. here on in. Of he's course, famous yeah, because Correct. because he's Correct. so famous. Yeah, yeah. He'll be on a private jet. He can't deal with the crowds now. There's too many people asking for signatures and everything. It'd be crazy. He'd be mobbed. Yeah, can't even step in yeah, foot in the airport. Our young Daz. So I suppose it begs the question then. With <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, did he do? Ne- what, what did Limal sing? Never ending, never, never ending story. story. Yeah, he was in Kajigugu as well. That's it. Yeah, because he was too shy. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but didn't they? Didn't they? Why? Didn't they ever? Didn't they ever thing with Banana Rama? Kajigugu. Didn't don't libel them. Don't didn't libel them. Didn't when you say them, have a thing with them. Yeah, no, didn't a couple of them hook up <laughs> in their in their heydays? Because I was really, I was, I was still really could be the wrong thing. It does beg the question, though. When did good fate come and uh, pat you on the back? You know, we need those. We need those good fate stories. When did something Get really, really good happen to you? Yeah, oh three three oh oh four three two thousand and two. That's oh three three oh oh four three two thousand and two. With your WhatsApp well, messages, when did Lady Luck kindly strike upon you? And is, uh, is Die Hard a Christmas film, lads? Is Die Hard a Christmas yes, film? Yes, 100%. Absolutely. 100%. 100%, 100% yes. yeah. it's the we all agreed, because I think it is as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Dave? Oh, ho, ho. I yeah. won't finish it, but Yeah, yes, we'll 100%. go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Right, Bruce Willis, Dementia now as well. I know. Incredible. Yes. I don't know yeah, if anyone's yeah, seen yeah. him lately, but he's uh, he's got he's got dementia really bad, apparently, and it's uh, yeah, the kid yeah, he's starting to lose a lot of it. Doing he's a bit of like a Michael Schumacher on him, aren't they? They're keeping him out of the public mm, eye now, yeah. Yeah, they are, yeah. yeah. They've guy. really sort of pulled him out of the public Which eye and everything in the media. To do. I'm going to try and drag the, uh, the, the, the show back in the direction. Another thing that maybe. we should be keeping an eye on. Yeah, please yes. do. Yeah, please do. <laughs> are you going to do it with this? Well, yeah, because to be honest... We could we could have the case of the missing strikers um, because last <laughs> night that would be Sunderland. Boy, we were absolutely yep. toothless last night. It was it was hard to watch. Um, the game. Hang on, if you're talking Sunderland and last night, we need this one. Oh, not the kids. <laughs> to be honest, not they would have the been louder than kids. half the fans last night. <laughs> 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 And it's not even the fans' fault, to be honest. Anyway, so yeah, last night's game, uh, 2-1 defeat against Huddersfield at home as well. Um, again, it was one of those where it was just haphazard defending. We conceded the lead uh, 28 minutes in. It was Mikhail Helic, um, centre-back, came up for a corner. Now, for me, when you're defending corners and you want to put somebody on the, on the front post, you've got to put a decent defender there. Uh, defending the front post in this, uh, sorry, the back post in this case was Patrick Roberts going up for a header against uh, Huddersfield Town centre back. 
Uh, Patrick Roberts, who, let, let's face it, I mean, I've, I've got bigger Four water nine. bottles than here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's about the same height as half the mascots. Um, so, defensive positioning there, very, very questionable. Um, he was allowed to get a, a free run on it. Uh, sealed playing at right back, not really at fault. He, he was he was picking up his man. Um, well, yeah, I'll get round to whose fault I think it was, but yeah, that's happened. Uh, we did actually get an equaliser. Uh, you know, with 27 shots and nine on target, you would expect, you know, hopefully we're going to get one goal out of that. Uh, Sealed was very unlucky to have the ball, the goal taken away from him. Um, the, his header was actually looping into the into the goal, but uh, Luke 09 just decided to absolutely make sure and, and you know, classily volleyed at home from about three inches uh, to, just to make sure that was definitely going in. Um, and then second half, it just completely dropped again. Loads of possession. We had 77% possession, like I say, 27 shots, 9 on target, which is abysmal, sort of 33% accuracy is pretty poor. Um, but yeah, it just went flat. Um, we we you know, sort of put a bit, bit of pressure on Huddersfield Town. They, they were sitting deep and hitting us on the counter-attack, which is what you'd expect from them. Um, but then, you know, a, a bit of a loose tackle, and then uh, Delano <laughs> Bergzorg, seized on the opportunity and put Huddersfield ahead. And to be honest, they never looked in danger after that. Even with the amount of efforts that we had and the amount of pressure, Sunderland were, were just far too predictable. And I've talked about this before on the show, lads. We just don't have a plan B. We've been sussed out from last season. And this patient build-up play now is just stagnant side-to-side -side passing. And eventually the loose pass gets picked off and we get hit on the counter-attack. Jack Clark was very, very poor last night by his standards. Um, I think his decision making was poor. Um, instead of you know, like sort of getting it, whipping crosses into the boxes is what you need. You know, they can go off anywhere. I don't care if it's if it's an own goal. I don't care if our strikers don't score all season. But let's put service into the box and let's people get putting pressure on and trying to get on the end of them. But instead, what we're doing, I I don't know who's coaching this into him, but he's just playing these lazy along the ground passes, either either cutting it back which is pointless because Huddersfield just had, had you know, 10 men behind the ball nearly all game. So cutting back for people to have shots from the edge of the box is, you know, it's fruitless because you, you're going to be rallying and getting it through a sea of bodies. It was either that or just putting these lazy balls along the six-yard line that were just getting picked off. Um, Luke 09, again, his, his positional awareness as a centre-back is non-existent. He's, and he's, to be honest, last night he was a liability. He was, he was an accident waiting to happen. He was pulling on, on the, the, the arms and the shirt of one of the centre-backs. Every time Huddersfield came up and had like a, a corner or a free kick, the referee was separating them. And then O-9's going straight back to the same player, pulling on his arm, pulling on his shirt. And I, I honestly thought we were going to concede a penalty you know, on numerous occasions there. Luke O-9, for me... There's, there's no alternative. We have to drop him. We have to play Sealed and Ballard as centre backs. Sealed played as a right back last night, believe it or not. He's six foot four. And we're playing him out wide. It was just a beggared belief. Um, yeah, it, it, it was just, it was just. Ugly he scored last night, though, didn't he? Oh nine. Yeah, he was, was your three goal inches out, mate. Yeah, he was three inches out. <laughs> Yep, Roger. He, he stole a goal off Jensen Sealed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not even making it up. Sealed's header was going in. And it literally, 0-9, wow. was, was three inches off the line. He belted it in. And to be honest, he went. I, 
I couldn't even celebrate it that well, you know. It was mm. great. We, we got back in the game, but it was just like, it was just, you know, it was a, it was a crap goal to score. I know all goals are good. Uh, yes, they he all went, the team, He went, oh, it, mine. It typified it. Yeah. Oh, mine. It, it typified See what the I did there? Oh, See what yeah. I did there? Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Shall we, thank you. I'm here all week. Shall we have a listen to Mogger? Shall we have a listen to Mogger? He was not not very happy, like. He's not a happy bunny, is he? Not a happy bunny at all. No. Here he is. The first question in the dressing room is why? What's, you know, where was the intensity tonight? Where was the the, the high quality? Where was the forward passing? Um, And, you know, you could argue that they come and sit a lot of men behind the ball. It's very difficult to forward pass into a big pack of nine men waiting to to gobble up the forward passes and so you have to be patient and try and draw them out and so it's, it, the perception is it was a bit slow across the back and stuff but um, yeah um, it was a difficult game for us it's difficult to, to, to break them down and we've you know it's not new for us to struggle to break teams down and yet at home recently we've scored three in the last two home games and so um, we obviously had enough opportunities you know we didn't put them in and, and in isolation, really, their goals are there again, and yet we we said that at Plymouth as well. In isolation, you know, two shots on target, Plymouth, and two goals, and um, um, you know we have to find a way, of course, and, and we'll try and get back on our horse. And um, next few days, try and get a team that can go to Millwall and see if we can um, get back to winning ways. If you want to hear uh, and watch Mogger uh, in full, <laughs> scfc.com, but not. A happy I would not chappy. want to be. If you want to listen, you upset yourself even more by the sounds of it. He's, that's very depressed. Yeah, honest, very depressed. Yeah. It's also followed by an advert for the Samaritans. I think it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've got to wish him well, by the way. Chocolates he goes for. Got to wish him a speedy recovery from his chest yeah, infection. He still wasn't yeah, well last yeah, night. The, the camera yeah, panned yeah. him a couple of times, and he, you could see him coughing and, and struggling a bit. Like yeah. so, fair play to the gaffer oh. for actually, you know, yeah. the lads have he, he, well. nah. he has a positive for you, Ted. You're only one point behind Borough. Mind the gap. Well, yeah, I mean, t- <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm not even bothered where they are at this moment. Ah, time, you were yeah. so yeah. bothered when you were two points <laughs> ahead. Just about it. <laughs> i tell you what shocked me, Teddy Boy, it was old uh, Nazari Rusin going down with a groin injury. That seems to be ill-timing, if anything could go worse for the Mackhams at the moment. Yeah, um, to be honest... Look, we've tried. We've tried a combination of different strikers. Uh, Rusin's been one of them. Um, obviously, we had Mayenda on last night, who, who looked useful. You know, he, he he put a shift in at least. Hamia came on. He's he's. I don't. I don't think Hamia's actually had a full start yet. But we're not giving them service. The strikers mm. strikers rely on service. They can't do it all themselves. You know, they're not going to beat ten men and then and then go and stick it in the top corner. They need service, and the service last night just wasn't good enough. It's it's now got to a stage where everybody knows that I'm you know, I'm having a bit of a go. Jack Clarkson he was poor last night and he hasn't been great for the for the last couple of games. But the thing is, teams are now they know what we're about. They'll double up on him and they'll double yeah. up on Paddy Roberts and not give him the space yeah. to do what we know Paddy Roberts is doing. But what I want to see from Moga is right switch the flanks. You know, both yeah. both of our wingers are playing on their their unnatural wing, so to speak. So so obviously Clark's right footed, he plays on the left wing. Paddy Roberts has a sweet left foot, he plays on the right. So you know for a fact they're going to cut inside. They, they want to use their favoured foot. What I'm thinking is like, well, why don't we why don't we mix that up? Why don't we cross the you know? 
right, let's go and swap wingers for 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 a few minutes, and let's let's get to the byline and actually whip some crosses in, and play as natural wingers, because at the minute it, it's just like we're trying to do this whole walking it in, and everybody knows about it now. It's like right, they're going to pop the ball around around the eighteen yard box. They're going to find the gap. They're going to they're going to find the chance and and stick stick the ball in the net. They know what we're going to do now, and. The thing is that when you get like something nine men behind the ball, you just need to be different. You need to draw them out, or you need to do something different, like hoist the ball into the box and actually have a strike or have a goal getting a goal. It's, mm. it's just this lack of, of plan B. I, I get it, I, and you know you can see you can hear from Mogger's interview there. He's obviously looking to make some more changes for Saturday. I think Job needs a rest. I think he's you know he's seventeen year old lad hey, or eighteen whatever he is now. He looked tired. He's knackered. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's off the he pace. Uh, Equa's coming back from injury. He's off the pace. Alshish yeah. actually looked really positive, and at least he, he drove on and he was looking to do things last night. I, I, I think he was probably our best player last night. Uh, 9 needs dropping. And, and uh, it's going to upset Sunderland fans, but last night he was he was just awful. It highlighted the fact that Luke O'Nine is a League One player. It's no disrespect against him, believe it or not, um, but he is a League One player. He's not good enough for Sunderland. And, and what were you saying about the crowd, Ted? What were you saying about yeah. the crowd? Because you were, because obviously we, you know, on my timeline, because it's full of Newcastle fans, people, you know, <laughs> going on about empty seats and this, that, and yes. the other. And, yeah, it was. Um, 38,000, I think you said, was the attendance. I mean, are, we, are you saying that it, it was below that? Yeah, what, I think what they do is they advertise the, or, or publish the sold ticket number. Yeah. Um, obviously, I mean, it was it, at times it was snow and hell's hardest and hailstone and everything coming down mm. last night. It looked bitter cold. I think it was mentioned by uh, by the, the commentators it was three degrees last night. Um, so whether the cold and the bad weather's put put a few of them off going, like which I still don't buy that as a as a as an excuse or reason. But it did just come across flat. Um, even even from the start of the game, it was like so you know. First six minutes, you know, you, you expect it. Okay, right, it's the start of the game. Everything's a bit lively. But after about five or six minutes, I'm going, has the sound gone off here or what? Because mm, it was just 37,728. I will come back to what I said a couple of weeks ago, Ted, and, and, it's, and it's not a dig at Sunderland, but I've always said Sunderland and Borough always vote with their feet. And if yeah. things aren't going well at the club, then the fans just don't go. And it's, you know, I think that's why Sunderland and Middlesbrough have, you know, over the years have have always tended to, you know, I don't know, the the reaction of Steve Gibson, he gives managers more time. Sunderland have been a bit more trigger happy with with managers over the years. And I just think, you know, if the fans aren't happy, they don't go. Newcastle's Newcastle's fault, I think, over the years has been, you know, we we go to watch the grass grow. And up until Ashley's era, uh, where... I think we had, you know, we had a period of probably twenty years where we more or less had full houses, and then Ashley goes in and systematically drove people away. We had ten thousand, if you remember, we had ten thousand gaps in the stadium, and Ashley had to, at, at halfway through the season, gave away half season, gave away half season tickets. I think if you buy one, you get yeah. a free seat. I mean, it was it was literally desperation by him that, but. I don't think there's anything wrong with supporters because I think that's the one thing, and I mean, I guess then it points to the question. You know how much, you know how much do the the clubs rely on on the money that's coming in from the turnstiles? Well, I think the lower you go down, probably lower than the championship, the the, the rely on it a hell of a lot. 
Um, I think the championship to a lesser degree, but you know, still, if you've got ten thousand people not going to Sunderland, um, then you know the the board of directors aren't going to be happy because they look at the they look at the balance sheet at the end of the year and go, well, hold on a minute, this this is this football's driving people away. So, yeah, that's interesting. That um, I find it hard to believe in the, in the time of austerity that we're living that you know we we see people buying tickets and not going though. I really do find that strange because have people yeah, really yeah, got enough? Have really have people really I mean, got enough money yeah. to go and buy a ticket for 25, 25 quid and not yeah. go? Um, what are they doing? Are they selling it to somebody and then they go, oh, I'm not going to bother going? I just, I find it hard to believe, but I, I don't disagree with it. I think that's the one thing football fans can do. If you're not happy, don't go, I guess. I think it could be more a case yeah. of season ticket holders not turning out um, because they will, they, they will start any, any crowd that they, that they publish, any attendance that they publish will include all the season tickets, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think our season tickets uh, numbers are around about twenty five thousand. Again, mm. I'll be I'll be corrected if that's wrong. Like so, yeah, you can be. imagine maybe a couple of them will. will uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, it'll, it'll be in. It's around that number anyway. And yeah, you, you're right. What you're saying, maybe they're just voting with their feet. or just didn't fancy it last night. Um, but neither did the team, to be honest. Uh, very, very disappointing. There was a strange selection issue at the back as well. With uh, Jensen Silt was was named, uh, and I got excited because I thought O'Nine had been dropped. Um, mm. But yeah, he played he played Jensen Seals, this massive centre back at right back, and uh, and Huggins didn't play. So I don't know whether uh, Niall Huggins is actually carrying a knock or anything like that. Um, I know he was subbed in the last game against Plymouth. So I'm just wondering whether whether he's just trying to keep him fresh because obviously you know three games in in a week it's one of those weeks again um, possibly he's he's just been resting him for that but yeah uh, do you think the subs were actually weird? didn't do an awful lot sorry did you think the subs were weird I mean he may at the 74th minute it, he did what I do in in FIFA when I'm losing uh, I sub I'd make all the substitutions at once and he, he made four substitutions did Mogger in the 74th minute. Uh, and I just thought it was a bit of a, I don't know, it just it felt a bit sort of weird to see four changes all at once. Was that, yeah. did, would you, were you worried about that or is it just something you thought needed to happen? Or I just felt it was a bit, a bit of a strange move to have four players coming off in the 74th minute when we could see that, you know, the, the likes of Bellingham should have probably come off a little bit earlier than that. Yeah. Um, it, it was a bit of a, yeah, bit of an eye opener that one, I guess. Um, I possibly would have gone about a different person. Again, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm not the manager, Mogger is. But yeah, yeah. When you when you two one down like that, um, you bring one striker off and put another striker on. Uh, yeah, well, it's not working with one striker. Um, so why not bang two up? I, I, mm. Actually, just go, you know. There's something to be said for a good old-fashioned four-four-two, and just play the wingers that little bit further forward. Um, at that stage, you've got nothing to lose. You're trying to get back in the game. Um, so I, I would have liked to have seen Mayenda given a go with Hemier up front. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I mean, he did need to make changes. Uh, there, there was no two ways about that. Um, the, the midfield was sort of a little bit static. Um, and, and again, I mean, some of the decision-making, they were literally stood there for like, sort of, you know, Eight and nine seconds st- standing perfectly still, looking for somebody to make a run on or make a move. Sheet. It was just awful to watch. It was absolutely awful to watch. But look, as, as Steve said, you know, I know it's a marathon, not a sprint. But at this point in time, Sunderland not even jogging at the minute. It's, it's like <laughs> we're just getting left behind. Uh, and, and you think you're crawling you know, towards January? Yeah, but. 
But in what's going to happen like in January? We, we've yeah, never yeah, spent money. Thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Not, 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 yeah. not to the level that you know other people up in that sort of that that group, I suppose, that's chasing playoff places. Uh, we haven't spent the yeah. same sort of money as them historically since since the new ownership came in. Yes, I know there's a different model in place now, but. And that's only going to serve us to a certain point. That that model of bringing in the young players is is going to help cash flow. Yes, absolutely, because we're going to sell them on for profit, hopefully. But you do need to put some experience in among that, so that we don't get embarrassed by what what has to be one of the poorest sides I've seen at the stadium. Like Huddersfield were awful, but Sunderland were actually worse. Jeez, big words from our boy. Perfectly finished as well for the news. Love it. Love the honesty. Yeah. Love the honesty. Yeah. All right. It is the Northeast Footy Breakfast right across the Northeast, as you'd expect on the Cap, the Red and the Toon. And the boys will be back after this. I'll protect you from the hooded claw. claw. Keep vampires from your door. What? What? Ah. Classic. Good song. Good, song. Oh, Good ne- Christmas Never song. ever intended Banger. as a Christmas song. Never intended as one. Did you know that? Really? Really? Yeah. No. Now, no, Holly Johnson actually complained that it was never ever meant as a Christmas song. And one of the other best known Christmas songs is also one that was never written as one. And that was uh, Stop the Cavalry. was never written Jonah as a Louis. Christmas song. Yeah. yeah. I bet he's not. It's an anti-war wow. protest song. I bet you Holly and the boys are not complaining every year that uh, royalty check drops after Christmas. Yeah. Oh, you'd imagine no, that, would you? So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what is it? Mar- Mariah Carey's. Mariah Carey's currently the highest earner. She gets $3.5 million a year of royalties Jeez. for a song that's played at Christmas. Oh, right. Dear me. Not See, a bad hey, pension. Pull his finger out. It's just like being a chief exec of a local council, isn't it? Nice pension. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. They're all going bankrupt now. Nottingham County. Yeah, Nottingham's gone. Middlesbrough's gone close to it. it. Middlesbrough's close yeah, to it. They were, I saw yeah, the news they've been panicking. Yeah, for the borough. Yeah. yeah, not good. Wow. Not good at there all. There you go. Anyway. Yeah. Let's put all that to one side, gentlemen. You need clue number two of what the fact Where's the music, Dave? Well, I was waiting for you to ask for it, but, uh, you know, I can give you any time you want, mate. It's here. I, I have the power. Come on, radio, Dad. So, what? your you first clue... <laughs> your first clue was... Hola! This cup triumph has never happened before or since. Your second clue... Are you ready for this, Dave? Yeah, go on. Stop playing with yourself. Stop okay. playing with yourself. <laughs> well, if you hadn't said hola, if you hadn't said hola, which obviously leans us towards Spain or South America, uh, for where this mm-hmm. fact occurred, um, I would have gone immediately to Scotland, uh, playing European qualifier in Tallinn when the home side failed the show, so they're playing with themselves. And I don't think it's ever happened before, but that didn't happen in Spain. You're absolutely yeah, right. You're, you're, you're not right. No, 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 I know. <laughs> hola, 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 mi amigo, como estas? I mean, that gave me a bit of a clue. Yeah. Donde esta la salchicha? Where is the sausage? There you go. Um... <laughs> oh, yeah, so there we go. Brilliant. We're multilingual. You've got to be careful how you say that as well. Yeah. I want yep. Australian what the fact one time, please. Give me an Australian right, yeah, one. I can, I can, I can, I can, I can diversify. Australian. I'm, I'm multicultural. Right, thank you. Okay. Australian. <laughs> so, hola. 
Uh, this cup triumph never happened before or since. Or since. Yeah. And the second clue is stop playing with yourself. I thought the um, I thought the Scottish fans, by the way, that that game was it. it where's Where's Tallinn? Is that Estonia? Where, what's Tallinn, uh, the capital? I think so of? yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Estonia. When When Scotland lined up ready for kickoff in the game where the opposition didn't turn up, uh, all the Scottish fans in the stadium started singing. There's only one team in Tallinn. I thought that was a very very humorous <laughs> sort of you know football terrace b- sarcasm. Humor. Brilliant, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Actually, well, I'll tell you what. But- well, uh, well, well, speaking of Scottish football, that's a neat little segue. Uh, oh, Scottish football, you obviously. Think you know, we planned it. It's as, it's as old as Dave's jokes. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, the debates that I'm where talking about. Where have I got about, this from? Where? Uh, I'm sorry. From I'm where? Sorry. From whence has this come? It's Daz who turns up with the dad jokes. I know. That's true. Know. That's true. That's true. He's worse than yours. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, so Celtic <laughs> in the Champions League. Two points from six matches last season. One point from five this season. So, is it a little bit pointless having Celtic in the Champions pointless. League? And and <laughs> do they finally need to open talks about moving south and joining the leagues down in the UK? Oh, oh. not this again. <laughs> That's why they built Hadrian's Wall. <laughs> who, who, wants, who wants to buy for more building walls I don't think Celtic um, coming to, to, to the Premier League would work um, I think there'd be I think there'd be big championship opposition team. I think there'd be opposition against it for starters I mean you know you don't just suddenly just because Celtic and Rangers have done well in the you know the league up in Scotland you, you can't so just say, TNS right, well, but do we want them in well, you just you don't just get yourself down to the Premier League. If you come, you've got to start at the bottom and work your way up. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's not. It's not. It's a non-starter for me. Um, you know the the pros of having the two teams coming down. Um, you know the, the you know the big clubs. They've they've done well. You know they've got Champions League experience. They've got big crowds. You know, etc. But on the flip side of that, I mean, every time Celtic have come to Newcastle, um, you know, it's been an, an absolute nightmare um, for me personally. Yeah, I think looking at as a Newcastle supporter, it's um, heightened security. It's an expense to the city. It's uh, it, it's not a pleasant experience when when they come to town. I've got to be perfectly honest. I I, I can speak as a doorman when I worked in the you know the security industry. You know yeah. it was it was it was literally a, a twelve hour shift of, of of you know just backwards and forwards. You know our our supporters mm-hmm. and their supporters going hammer and tongues. It's it's not it's not pleasant. And I think I I think yeah. the police would object to it. I think the uh, I don't think that. Other teams would be happy about it. Um, I, I just don't see how it would work. Um, and and you know, we see you know we see Champions League games that have happened over the years. I think there was a one was it not a few years ago where Rangers travelled down to Manchester, and it's just the travel in such huge yep. numbers. And, yeah. and and I just think I imagine that happening every week, lads. It, it just it wouldn't be feasible. Yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't work. Well, no, from a football perspective, I just think. I just think it's a substandard league, and I I just don't think that I, I don't think they do as well as everyone thinks they would do. Um, potentially over a few years with with the with the money that the Premier League brings, um, you know they would they would maybe be able to make better clubs of themselves. But for me, it's a non-starter. I wouldn't like to see it happen, and I don't think it will happen. I mean, in principle, a British a-, a British Super League in principle sounds really attractive, doesn't it? But in all honesty, yeah. in, when it comes to the practicalities, all it'll be is Celtic and Rangers joining the English clubs. 
Yeah, that's yeah. it. Well, that's what I was going to... I think for me, one, one of the points that I might make is we talk about it a little bit here is the Super League. So if the Super League does happen, maybe then could we see Celtic and Rangers coming in to fill the void of those teams that left? Maybe they the, amalgamate... They'd be interested for, in it from a financial man. point so, of view, definitely. I think that's the attraction for them. Yeah, if the Super League does, you know, ever happen, and we see the likes of you know Newcastle, you know Chelsea, all the big, the big spenders now, the big boys, you know, they often leave. Then obviously it leaves a gap there, and you know maybe we do see some, you know, that Scottish sort of merger then, and some other teams, you know, and I'd like to see some of those non-leagues maybe come back up as well. So I don't know, maybe that's when they can come in, but no, I don't, I don't think right now. That I think, and I, think I completely agree with Steve. If Celtic and Rangers, for whatever reason, were to come across, uh, which I don't think they will. Um, I think they should start at the bottom like anyone else. If you're a brand new team and you're, you know, you're starting off, you know, wh- wherever you are, you got to start from the bottom and work your way up. And that's how, you know, you gain the respect. Look at Wrexham and all that. You know what I mean? They're worth what, whatever yeah. Ryan Reynolds is putting in there, but they're not, you know, they got to work their way up through the leagues, don't they? And they're obviously going to do that, but you know, they, they can't just jump to the Premier League no matter who the owner is. So um, yeah, no, they've got to start at the bottom for me and uh, work their way up if they do come. But it's a, it's a, the question I think of straight away is if the Super League happens then, Potentially, then, you know, there's a void there of, of a, you know, for a few clubs to come across. Yeah, absolutely. What ever happened to Berwick Rangers, by the way? I don't know. Jeez, but they're still kicking question. about. They were climbing. They were they were climbing the uh, the Scottish tables, weren't they? They were. They had a real yeah. purple patch, and did they get up to the championship at one point? Um, but they just disappeared. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Because the the fact about them is that they're technically not in Scotland, are they? No, correct. They're just uh, uh, yeah. they're just before no. the uh, just before the the, the grounds uh, on the left hand side as you're travelling up uh, towards Edinburgh on the train. You just see it on the left hand side. It's on the uh, the old English side, uh, the English side of the old border. So it's on the English side of the river. But the Scottish border was moved, wasn't it? So all of Berwick is now in yeah. uh, in England, and the Scottish borders much further north on the uh, the northern side of the river. But yeah, technically, and and I tell you, when when I was coming through the ranks, I used to referee in the uh, the Unibond League as part of my progression through the ranks. We used to love going to Gretna because Gretna yeah. was a Scottish club that played in an English league. Um, because then we could all say we were international football referees because we'd gone to Scotland to referee a game at Gretna and the pies were pretty good as well after the match I've got to be it's got to be honest so we all we all used to look forward to going to Gretna for, for those two reasons absolutely well, love it when you remember it from a pie Berwick Rangers are currently 15th in the Lowland League mm. now oh, yeah. there you go wow How the mighty have fallen yeah what's Jeez. the Lowland League uh, no, believe it or not, it's actually below the Highland League, and I'm not even being sarcastic. Really? That's actually what's on the page in front of me here. It's, oh my goodness! Um, yeah, so that's yeah. I mean, this the likes of Brecon there, and they're another former league team as well. But yeah, yeah. Cause is that their equivalent of the non-league yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. Pretty. That's that. That's their yeah, national be, league. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And yeah. it's kind of done yeah, on a north and south basis. Wow, incredible! Jeez. Wow. On, on a similar sort of vein, yeah, I, I talked about it right the uh, right at the top. It's obviously the the anniversary of the first ever international game of football, and that game was played between Scotland and England. Dave, see, I got it right this time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it was a thing that I grew up with, and, and I, I still remember. Um, for all of it, it ended in back in eighty three, eighty four was the the home internationals, the home nations tournament. I mean. Rather than England play these pointless 
friendlies that we get agitated about and we don't enjoy them and some of us actually actively avoid them do you not think it would be actually much better to introduce some sort of like four or five nations competition like like what they have in rugby and actually generate some interest in, in international football well, again, should, lads? should bring the home internationals back from an international perspective they were great the Scots yeah, always them. used to love playing England you know England have to be up yeah. for the game because the Scots loved playing England so much and wanted to put one all over on the old enemy um, and then to have Wales and Northern Ireland thrown into the mix was always good. I think they'd enjoy it. Um, I'd, yeah. like to see, I'd like to see the home internationals come back, to be honest. I've been to many of them. I, I think I'd like, like to see Australian internationals just played well. in Australia. That's all I want to see. <laughs> yeah. I want to see actually my, you know, my, my country actually play in its country. Because the amount of times the Socceroos don't come back to Australia because it's too far to fly, we just don't see them. <laughs> we see them like once or twice a year. So I'd like to see, yes. for me, I'd like to see my country play in its country for once. But I know I get it. It's it's obviously the travel time and all that because most of our, you know, us, our footballers are, are European based. So mm. it makes sense to me. But I just wish, I don't know, they, there was a bit more planning around that because the amount of times we end up playing in Kuwait and, you know, or, or Dubai because it's just too far to travel for them is just incredible. So yeah. we just never see them. We need, we need yeah. Scotty uh, and uh, Star Trek to come true, don't we, so you can be transported <laughs> yeah, we do. immediately exactly. to yeah. the game. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, just, before, up, sure. just before we move on... OK, a bit of a drum roll, a bit of a drum roll, because Daniil oh, okay. oh, has, has WhatsApp. Yes. Daniil has WhatsApp, and uh, I suppose I'd better give you a bit of this then before you start accusing me of not doing things. Um, <laughs> he said, the answer to Ted's fact Ooh. surrounds Liverpool in 2006 winning the FA Cup. Because, because of that, a fact was born, which was Rafa became the only Spanish manager to win the FA Cup is not the right answer. Oh. It's a, it, he's, fact, he's factually correct. He's factually correct, but that's not the fact we're looking for. Wow. Arrogant Ted comes into this with a couple of answers surrounding a fact. <laughs> yeah. So he can oh, twist no, it no, and somebody no. gets it right. <laughs> it, my, my name is Honest Ted. <laughs> Would you buy a car from this man? <laughs> no! <laughs> Ted's double glazing. That's what it is. Ted's double glazing. Uh, okay, then. Well, Daniel, good effort, mate. Uh, 033 2002. That's 0330-043-2002. If you fancy WhatsApping in and having a stab at uh, Honest Ted's. Do you want a third clue? The fact. Yeah, go on and give us it. Because we're, we're, we're getting behind a little bit here, like, so yeah, let, let's let's throw out the third clue anyway. <laughs> so, first clue was, hola, this cup triumph has never happened before or since. The second clue was, stop playing with yourself. The third clue is, the club both won and lost all in one game. The club both won and lost all in one game. Please, I'm somebody out there. Lost. I'm down on, I'm down on bended knee now, pleading. Can somebody help us here? WhatsApp yeah, us, please. Oh three three oh oh four three. He's on a hat trick. He's on a hat trick. He's going to stuff them again. We can't let the Mac and win. I mean, we know he's not used to it on a football pitch, but we can't let the Mac and win on this one. Wow. 
Wow, that was low. That was low. Come on. <laughs> Where's have, your impartiality, Dave? How low can you go about the snake's belly? That's me. I can get that low. <laughs> so, yes, there we go. Okay. Um, yeah, I suppose we better do the headlines because uh, we've, uh, we've completely forgotten to do that, haven't we? We have indeed. I think we'll go Steve first. Here we go. Magpies and Proud. Mags News. Good morning, Newcastle United fans. Well, as expected, UEFA have stood down the VAR official who made the gaffe against uh, PSG, uh, awarding that penalty, uh, which saw Newcastle draw 1-1 at the Parc de Prince. Here we go again. Here's the referee, uh, the, uh, the VAR official's name, Thomas Kwiatkowas, supposed to be VAR for the Real Sociedad versus RB Salzburg Champions League game last night. However, he was replaced. Although UEFA are yet to make a public statement over the decision to award PSG a penalty deep into stoppage time against Newcastle, it's the clearest indication yet that they now think that the ruling was incorrect. Too little too late, I say. Dermot Gallagher, former Premier League referee, said that the Polish referee, Sismon Marciniak, should have been stronger against VAR following the controversial stoppage time penalty given against the tune, but a handball by Tino Livramento in the Champions League on Tuesday. He said, I think the fact that VAR had been stood down speaks volumes. It's just not a penalty, is it? If that was given in the Premier League, the media would have been on it for a month. And Newcastle are back in action this weekend. It's Saturday and it is an 8 o'clock kickoff live on TNT Sports. The Red Devils were in Champions League action last night and they threw away a two-goal lead at Galatasaray, drawing 3-3 leaving themselves bottom of their Champions League group with it all to do and hopefully sending them up north uh, quite depressed and uh, there for the taking. That's your Newcastle United headlines on Thursday. Mackhams and Proud. Black Cats News. Morning Sunderland fans. My goodness, where to start. We have to take it on the chin that we weren't good enough. We were lacking creativity and lacking intensity that was the view of Tony Mowbray after last night's dismal defeat against Championship Strugglers Huddersfield Town. A visibly downbeat mogger watched Sunderland struggle again against a deep defending counter-attacking team where he described the goals conceded as soft. The result means Sunderland are mid-table in 11th, one point behind Middlesbrough, heading into a tough away fixture at the New Den on Saturday. And still with no striker able to find the net since Loney Joe Geldhart seven months ago, which was ironically last season against Huddersfield Town. If Sunderland didn't lose hotshot Mason Kotcher for good, the Black Cats will be hoping for their bank balance's sake that the 17-year-old picks Arsenal over Glasgow Rangers. The forward impressed for the Sunderland under-18s last season and was among the substitutes when the first team faced Shrewsbury in the FA Cup in January. Kotcher turned 17 in, in September and is now eligible to sign a professional contract. Most recently, Mikel Arteta has overseen Kotcher in training with Arsenal's first team, where the teenager is hoping to impress enough to earn a contract. The fee that Sunderland would receive from a cross-border deal, such as one with Rangers, would be significantly less than if the academy star stayed in the country and joined an English club. While the pain of losing Kotcher will still remain for the Black Cats, there is reason to remain invested in where the youngster takes his next footballing steps. And finally, Mark Venus has explained why Pierre Equa has struggled since returning from injury for Sunderland. Speaking to the Northern Echo, the Black Cats coach admitted that the Frenchman was still working on his fitness after spending a month on the sidelines. 
Ekwa has noticeably, noticeably been rather poor in recent games, with fans criticising the 21-year-old and even Tony Mowbray admitting that he was a yard off it and not up to speed. However, Mark Venus has now explained that his gradual recovery from the injury has had an impact on his performances. He said, When you pick up an injury, it's not straightforward that you come back where you left off. Time out of the team and not working on the body and keeping yourself sharp with training does catch you out. From every experience, Pierre will learn from it. All of the young boys will. And that's your headlines this Thursday morning. Smoggies and Proud. Borough News. Good morning, Borough fans. I hope you're all fantastic, safe and well. And the Borough will have to hold on to the Northeast football mantle this week, won't we? Because we're the only Northeast uh, to win this week. <laughs> but unfortunately, heading into this weekend uh, and a fixture against Leeds, we will be out with Sam Greenwood not being able to play due to it's his parent club. Not the only selection issue that Michael Carrick could have on his hands though, because he's worried that the news of Hackney and Fry could be a long one, waiting to see what happens with those two. Borough could be without up to nine first team players when it comes to face Leeds on the weekend now. Bit of an injury crisis if you ask me. Michael Carrick says for him though, the highlight of Middlesbrough's 4-0 win over Preston was actually the return of Matt Clark and the debut of the young midfielder, Law McCabe. On Clark's return to action, Carrick said, I was absolutely delighted. In some ways, it was the best part of the night. I know the result is great and scoring goals and playing well, but seeing Clarkie back on that pitch after what he's been through, there's more to, to it than sometimes than results. He's been through some tough times, through ups and downs, and he must have had some very dark days, doubting whether he'll ever play football again. But he's gotten back. He's back on the pitch, and it's a hell of an achievement for him. So I was delighted for him to get back and sample that. It's And to get the first one out of the way, absolutely brilliant. And McCabe, meanwhile, who came on for the final few minutes of the match and the fourth Academy player to be handed a debut under Michael Carrick, uh, might have been uh, one of the most uh, biggest smiles that Carrick had with a glint in his eye when he was asked about the young midfielder's debut. Carrick said, brilliant, brilliant. I love the feeling of giving the young lads a chance and being in a position to do so. Again, this has to be the right time and they have to deserve it. He's trained with us and done really well. He's gone back with the 18s and trained with them as well and great, done absolutely brilliantly. He has a great attitude. I like him a lot in terms of how he handles himself and how he copes with it. I hope he's one for the future and I hope the academy boys around can get more chances. And just to put it into context of the ones that are listening this morning, Law McCabe, who is 17, wasn't born until one month after Borough's UEFA Cup final appearance in Idahoven. <laughs> Don't we feel old now? That's your Borough headlines. Tad, Rye and Steve, the North East Footy Breakfast. Right across the North the birds, the cat and the tan. Are we there? What an absolute session that was. Now, I'm, hey, I'm, 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 I'm just trying to get hey. into this. I'm trying to get in into what the fact now. I've got to ask the question here because I'm, I'm trying to. Up. I'm trying to. I'm trying to jog a few people's memories. Has any team ever fielded two teams in a cup competition in the world? You know, as in maybe there was a. Uh, yeah. a, a we're thinking oh, like Spain, an under innings or, or yeah, Spain, South America, oh, like a with Barcelona Ola. B sort of thing. Exactly, uh, and have they yeah, faced yeah, each yeah, other yeah. in a cup match. Good question. So Very therefore, um, you could stop playing with yourself because it's the same two teams from the same club, but just mm-hmm. a B team and an A team. Um, a club would both win and lose all in one game, same club, uh, and maybe it's never happened before. Are we? Are we? Are we? So are we hot or cold, Ted? 
I'm going to remain indifferent on this one because no! I'm not sure what's ever happened. <laughs> would, would I lie to you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. It's cute now you know me already, isn't it? <laughs> I can't give you any more clues. You know, well, I, I can. There's, there's one, one clue still to come. Yeah. Oi. Yeah. Yeah. I got you could half an hour yeah. have a think about it. It's yeah. alright. Okay. You, you might you might be getting close. You might be absolutely miles away as well at the same time. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm just going to publish another photograph of you. So there you go. I mean, you're assuming <laughs> that Ola is Spanish, which is uh, which is you know, Portuguese. Well, do they say Ola? Do they? Yeah. I don't know. I do. Can, can you hear a bell ringing in the background? By the way, is that a cat? We can. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's your early warning alarm system for the cat. It is. Yes. His, his cats. His, his cats can like pull pull the rope to to ding the bell, just like in the olden days when they need Wrap feeding. It up. And he's calling me. It's a bit class. like you with your servants. Yeah, yeah. yeah I reckon yeah, it's yeah. like it's like he re- he walks in like the Oscars. You know, when the Oscars play the bell that your speech has gone on too long, the cat walks in. is like wrap it up. That's enough. <laughs> Let me start doing that for your headlines, man. Hey! morning you went seven minutes longer than mine thank you very much i rest my case absolutely did not go seven minutes longer than you seven minutes Jeez. and 23 seconds and 43 sub seconds planned it to perfection how, i did how dare you sir head. how dare you, you i'll tell you what well, the only thing to talk about the only thing that went on longer than one of your headlines oh. was actually arsenal's winning streak or, or unbeaten streak 20 years ago I tell you what, it's like, Steve, I tell you what it's like. It's like taking a microphone into the playground, isn't it, these two? It is. It yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no, Dad. But, Sorry. Sorry. You just interrupted a really good segue. About I know, that. I know. I, was, I did I it deliberately. A, I'm, I'm trying to be professionally. I'm trying to learn and don't forget, best. Don't forget yeah. Rye's question. We've got to Darren. do Rye's question. Rye Plymouth's question. Yes, uh, oh, don't yep. worry, we'll come into okay, it. Okay, okay, right. okay. As long as you're in hand, mate, as long as you're in hand. No, I've, 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 I've got this, Dave. Good. Well, just bear it in mind, we're three, minutes, we're three minutes over for the sports news, but just yeah. bear that in mind. Oh, yeah, you've got it. You've I'm got a seasoned oh, professional after a month of doing this. <laughs> <laughs> what, with those sportless bungling alladers? No, no, no. I'm, I'm learning from the best. As, as much as I take the mickey out, yes, you know, I, I do learn a lot from you guys. And learn, you know, from rhyme things not to do. Uh, yeah, I'm with it. Let's just... <laughs> and from a legal standpoint, things not to do from Steve. <laughs> that's, that's called things not to say. That's what that time, definitely, time definitely for the news. Me, that's rye again, mate. That's rye again. No, no, absolutely. It wasn't. Absolutely. <laughs> I've destroyed your link. Would you like to uh, resurrect it? It's a beautiful segue as well. I know, it, was, I it, was, know. It, was, it was fantastic. I apologise. Tell you what, we'll have the sports news, then we're going to we're going to quickly t- just talk about the Invincibles because that was a hell of an achievement. Never happened again in twenty years since as well. So we'll have a little crack about that once we've heard what else is going on in the world of sport. From Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill. Swarwell to Silverlink. The Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red, the tune, and the cat. Go on, man. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you, have you put something in the WhatsApp group saying nobody say anything? <laughs> was it one of them, was it? Uh, Would I? All right, I'll say. Oh, it's like that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear doctor. There we go. Anyway, oh, no. yes. As, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by some, some discourteous journalist wanting to do their sports news. Um, 20 years since the Invincibles, lads. I mean, that... That beggars belief that two decades have gone past since that absolutely mm. fantastic team. Well, do you think... I mean, I'll, I'll open it up. I'll, I'll give Raya a, a soapbox to stand on first. Right, two questions. <laughs> do you think yep. we'll ever see the likes of it again? And do you think standards have changed now to, in the game of football where that's now going to be impossible to maintain that for a season? Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see it again. I just think that, that it's just become too sort of a lot closer than, than it was back in that day. I think obviously we've seen the likes of Newcastle, Chelsea, you know, Man City now as well. Yeah, I see. I thought Man City were going to do it again, obviously with the money they had and the spending that they were going, you know, the path they were heading down that we might see, you know, them run away. I mean, last season we did, you know, they won the treble, didn't they? So... Um, yeah. But to see it for that many years in a row, I just don't think you'll ever see it because other teams just, you know, they just continually improve and they, they've got the money to sort of uh, be there or thereabouts. And then you get the surprise packets that come up from the championship and, you know, go on a good run and all you've got those teams in the midfield, uh, in the middle of, of the Premier League in terms of Brighton and uh, Brentford and those that I keep thinking of that can knock off a good Premier League team on their day sort of thing. So they're not probably, you know, lined up to win the Premier League, but they're, they're definitely lined up to knock off a Man City on an off day sort of thing. So I don't think we'll ever see it again, but my goodness, wasn't it a, wasn't it a good time? And in, in, in seeing just how good a team could be and how good, you know, just back then it was just incredible. And likes of T.R. Henry and watching him was just, you know, I, I still think he's one of the most silkiest, greatest players I've ever watched on, on a TV. I've never seen him up front obviously but uh yeah like just to see that back in the day uh was incredible and i think it's something that you know those that got to live through it would you know will never forget um but for those that are growing up with football these days i don't think you'll ever see it again i think you'll see the powerhouses of man city and stuff like that but what you're going to see these days is you know the 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 financial side of it all and and whether you know whether money buys success these days and you know because you've got clubs that you know have all their Offers lined up now to bring the best players in the world, and you know they're trying to dominate each, you know, each, you know, cup with with the best players in the world. And um, so yeah, you got Man City obviously winning the treble last season, but yeah, to see him go on a run for that many years, I just don't, I don't think it'll happen again. Steve, you reckon uh, Newcastle could do it after a few years of building? There's always that chance that somebody could do it. Um, I, I mean, you know, Arsenal, Manchester City, uh, Liverpool. Newcastle to a lesser extent at this moment in time but who's to say in the future with a bit more investment and progression at the way they're going that they couldn't do it but never say never um, it can always be done we never thought we'd see the likes of uh, a Leicester win the Premier League and, and, and look at that I remember I remember that season sitting going ah, they're going to slip up they're going to slip up like most people and, and of course they didn't yeah. so there's always that opportunity Um Whenever I hear about the Invincibles, I, I do obviously quite a few talkings over the years. I just, I always remember Peter Beasley always goes mad about Martin Keown because he's always on a, he's always talking about being part of the Invincibles. And I think if you look at the stats, Peter says he only played about four games. Uh, he says hardly an inv hardly an Invincible. Apparently that's the way they introduce him on another radio station. But more like a dispensable. But, <laughs> dispensable, yeah. I, 
I mean, look, he, he was part of the squad. He was signed on, but he, he clearly didn't yeah. play thirty odd games. But uh, yeah, listen, it's ex- it, it is one of those things that could happen. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you would have to say that if there's a team that's going to do it at some point, it's going to be Manchester City um, because they've got the team at this moment in time. Even when they're not playing well, they still manage to dig out, you know, a, a trophy or two in a season. Uh, but I mean, last season was was the pinnacle for them, and they're trying to they're trying to do that again this year. You know, and they could still do it. But going unbeaten takes a hell of a it takes a hell of a lot of effort. It takes a hell of a lot of luck with injuries and suspensions. And yeah, it's possible. But I think if you do it as well, it takes a hell of a lot out of you. And I think it's also at the probably you know probably the disadvantage in the other competitions because your fo- your team becomes more focused on keeping that unbeaten run. But it's it's something there to be got at. Um, it's something that yeah. one team's done and and another team and, and other teams haven't. And I think yeah, I I think I think we'll see it again at some point. But uh, it'll be the usual suspects who could do it. Liverpool, Manchester City, uh, certainly. Um, I think you know could could do it. Possibly Newcastle in the future if um, if if this have the same level of progression. Dave, just a, just a, a a word from you, mate. The reason I actually found this uh, this this like sort of little uh, storyline, I guess, is um, it, it was it was a, basically a little bit of a feature on Sky Sports about it. Freddie Lundberg was was talking about the, the mm. you know that that first eleven. Um, and Jamie Carragher actually saying he, he dreaded coming up against Arsenal because everybody was so like big, strong, good in their position, all that kind of thing. For me, it kind of. It took me back to what what I describe as the golden age of the Premier League. It was before all this mega money came in, uh, you know, the the really, really big silly money. Uh, Obviously, the Premier League had been established a little while. Is it fair to say that 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 period of time when you had Wenger going up against Ferguson, you know, it was was always an exciting, challenging title race. Do you think that was the golden age of the Premier League? Do you think we've, we've sort of seen the best of it now? Um... Golden age of the Premier League. I, I wouldn't call it the golden age of the Premier League, um, but it was it was an amazing team. It was an amazing squad that Wenger had put together that season, and the way they were just able to steamroller themselves uh, all the way through the season um, was 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 incredible actually. But it, but it was a one off, wasn't it? It was because Fergie was Fergie was normally dominant at that time with Manchester United, um, but Wenger just he just I don't know what he found that season. He just found that. Ah, that secret, that magic, uh, that was needed. But yeah. what a team! I mean, you look at the back: Adams, Bold, um, you know, that spine of that team all the way through. You know, they could defend like hell, and they could score goals for fun. Um, yeah. So it was absolutely no surprise when you know we got a, we got a, we got to a handful of games before the end of that season, and that's what everybody was talking about: will they, will they, will they continue to be unbeaten? You know, will 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 they will they do it? And uh, it was no surprise when they did. Apparently, had much to do with though. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you've got a team of that many superstars, is it a case of just put the names on the sheet of paper and sit back and watch them do their work? Or, you know what I mean? In how much sort of coaching you have to do when you've got the likes of that squad at your, at your, you know, at your fingertips? I don't you know whether you can like coach a Thierry Henry. Yeah. Bergkamp was was probably the the the, the linchpin of that because he you, you listen to like sort of Ian Wright talk about him and things like that. Uh, Bergkamp set the standard for players at Arsenal. He was I don't think he was a Wenger signing. I think it was just uh, just before Wenger came in. It, I think he inherited Bergkamp. I think I'm right in saying that. But Bergkamp was the first of this modern football. He came from from Inter. 
you know, Bergkamp was one of these who, who observed his diet needs and all that kind of thing. And he, he, Ian Wright will say he even guilted him out of having a cup of tea in the hotel room one night. It was like sort of, you know, why, why are you going to disobey the boss? Why are you not taking your fitness serious and your diet serious? And he really set this standard. And Wenger, obviously, you know, the, the, the doctor of football, I guess, if you like, um, kind of he really went hardline on that as well as as much as the technical side of the game and, and tactics it was all about you know he, he was a pioneer of, of fitness and, and you know developing big strong football and teams so I think Wenger has to take a lot of credit out of that probably stayed on too long at the club mind I, I don't know whether anybody would agree with that mm. Mm, I would say he probably did I mean Arsenal fans for a, for a vast period were regretting maybe getting them out but um all good things come to an end, don't they? I mean, Fergie quit at the yeah. right time. Wenger went on that little bit longer, probably trying to emulate some of the stuff that Fergie'd done. I mean, he was he was always up yeah. chasing his coattails. But yeah, I think maybe um, yeah maybe he did stay on maybe a season or two too long. Uh, Wenger. Yeah. I've got a I've got a what the fact on that that incredible Arsenal season, and okay. the uh, the what the fact is what did Borough do that season? That nobody else did. Nobody else could. Had more than 15,000 for a home match? It's tied in with the Invincibles at Arsenal. What was it? Hmm. First team to score. I'm going to go on. I'm going to stick with it. Did they do like a cup double over them? No. No, they were the only team that season to score three times against Arsenal in a game. Yeah, well, I knew it was something. We lost that. it 5-3, like but they were the only team that yeah. scored three goals yeah. against them. Yeah. yeah. I remember that day. I remember the, the toughest me. game the Invincibles had that, se- that season. They got, I think they got a last-minute equaliser against Bolton. And Wenger used to absolutely hate taking his, his team to play Sam Allardyce's lot like us. They used to kick lumps out of them. But yeah, it's an oh, interesting fact, that one. I like that, which is... a. Uh, I tell you what, you're laying these neat segues in front of us, aren't you? Because I, I, I think we're ready <laughs> for the last fact. The, the last clue, He's rather. Setting us up. Oh, Final dear. clue. Oh, dear. Put us out of our misery. Okay, so. First clue was, Hola, this cup triumph has never, been, ha- never happened before or since. Second clue was, stop playing with yourself. The third clue was the club both won and lost all in one game. This is going to give it away. It's fourth, fourth clue. clue is, fourth clue. Who's the real winner? That's there it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. This is like okay. This is like what's on first base, who's on second. <laughs> Isn't it, Ted? <laughs> honest Ted. Oh, I am being honest, Ted. <laughs> yeah, but you're not answering the questions, you swine. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not answering anything, no. I, I plead the fifth. Uh, dear doctor. Here we go. <laughs> you, so, how, long, how long till Daz gets in? About what was it, about seven or eight minutes. Till he's Daz in. Gets in. You've, you've got until then. He's in. He's he, in. He came hey, in wrapped up like he came up wrapped up like the Michelin man as he walked through the door. It's that cold outside. He's got puffer jacket been on, on top of been on a date with Mickey Boop. <laughs> Good morning, gents. Morning, Good morning, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, great show. Very. Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. 
It's freezing. Have you been listening to what the fuck? fact? Yeah, what, 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 what? Uh, I've, I've, have you been listening? I have, yeah. I, I, I've not heard the last clue. Have you given the last clue? The last clue is, oh. who's the real winner? Who's? I mean, it was delivered in much better, like, tonality. <laughs> but in Mac tone. Yeah. <laughs> is that is, it, is that the world the World Health Organization? Did they did they sort out a one-off cup game? Oh, that would have been good, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's good. Who's the real winner? Yeah, yeah. That's good. That is good thinking. Yeah. Oh, are we? I didn't think Real as in Real. Is it Madrid? Real winner. Yeah, Real. Was it Real Real Madrid A against Real Madrid B yeah. in in the Spanish Cup? Yeah, something like that. It's got to be. It has to be. Yeah. Ted, are we are we close? Is that guess? Are you there, Ted? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's just refusing to is, participate in this. Is, no, is, is is that your guess or? Well, you would stop playing with yourself because it's two teams from yeah. the same club. Mm. Hola. Hint to Spain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cup triumph never happened before or after. Maybe an A and B team have never played each other before. Yeah. Could be Barcelona though, because they've got Barcelona A and B, haven't they? They have, but Real, the real, real. Yeah, yeah. That, that points you in that direction. Watch it, it'll be Betis. Um, <laughs> you would win and lose in one game because yeah. you're the same club. Same club. And who's who's the real winner? Real. Okay. Yep. Final answer. That's Lock it, it in. That's what we're going for. Lock it in. <laughs> we can't Lock phone a friend. In, in, in. We, we can't phone a friend because no. we don't have any. <laughs> we're all here. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen. Yeah. In 1980, the Copa del Rey was won by Real Madrid. Nothing surprising there. However, their opponents in the final were their reserve team, who they beat six Well done, lads. He was right. The very, very well deduced there. I was, I was very impressed with that. Yeah, what the fuck? That still has me worried. We need to record a jingle. We need to record a jingle with you going. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's coming. I'll work on it. Don't you worry about that. That was honestly great detective work there, lads. That was. He's like, he was just like, he was like Columbo, wasn't he? You could just picture Dave with his long Mac on going. Easy, easy. <laughs> easy to family show. Down Albert Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Doctor. I've got some oh, sweets wow. in the van. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I can see it now. Very yeah. well. <laughs> Not very, very well, very well yeah, done, well lads. Done, that was a tough one, man. Well done, Dave. No, you came up with the rail, mate. No, I mean, you... I was on that. I, I was on that. Yeah, you... I was on that line for a while. I mean, we you, said you earlier all the heavy it could have been like Barcelona B or something like that, but not. Yeah, obviously we couldn't put a pin finger on it completely. So, yeah. uh, very good, very good. It's very tough those. I can't nice get one. those. I need an Australian one though. That's my. I need give me an Aussie one and then I'll get it. Okay. Well, I'm, the, the way I look at it, right? I mean, we'll, we'll run this up for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll work on the accent as well. But we'll run this what the fuck up for Christmas, right? We'll keep score. We'll keep scoring. Yep. I'm two one ahead against yep. you and well, it's me versus yes. the world, really, isn't it? So it we'll is. run it up yeah. Christmas. If I lose, oh, let's see. If I lose, I'll do a forfeit. We'll, we'll discuss a forfeit. Ooh, we like but, it. Oh, we we'll decide what the forfeit is. Hey, decide your forfeit yes. after we've seen all these photographs. Right, I'll tell you got. what, I want to nail Dave down on this. If I win, uh, I reckon the station has to donate 50 quid to a charity. Oh, I'm a tight tea cider. 
<laughs> I know that. Out, out of rise wages. I like the sound of that. Hang on. Well, I get you paid. <laughs> From your day uh, name, John. Because it's part of me court order. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell, I'll tell you what. Then, if we're going to service, if we're going to accept, if we're going to accept this challenge, then we need the listener to to really get involved. All one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we do. So we need uh, we need to gang up on Ted. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, Mags, he's a Mackham. Smoggies, he's a, a Mackham. Some of his he's deserted you. It's worth it. If, if, if I get beat, obviously, like I say, I'll, All right. I'll, I'll do a, a forfeit. If I win, though, I want 50 quid going to the Foundation of Light. Oh, it would have to be Oof. named as a charity, wouldn't it? I can't Oof. give money to a Sunderland ah, football club charity. Come that's, on! That's the risk. <laughs> Dems the risks, you know? Dems the risk. Dems the risk. <laughs> you start rapping in a minute. Uh, oh, the risk. All right, no. you're on. You're on. Yeah? Yeah, you're on. Up, you're up, on. up on the Christmas show, yeah? Love it. Okay, you're on. Fantastic. In fact, I'll tell you what I can do. I'll do the forfeit for the Christmas show. There you go. That's what we'll do, eh? The Christmas show. We're going to do the Christmas Ooh. show, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll sing the Blade Races or something like that. I don't know. Whatever Ooh. you want us to do. Ooh. And that's it. We haven't touched upon the most important thing. Uh, we, we need to dedicate the show to someone who passed away yesterday. Oh, really? Sticky Sticky Vicky from Benidorm. Oh, she, yeah. No way. Yep. Yep, she passed away. Wow. She away, yeah. Radio Dad's having a coronary now as I'm bringing And Dave, what was your famous though? <laughs> oh dear. Sorry, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Dad. I got you. It, it, it reminds me. It reminds me of a, a story, and I can't tell the story, so I shouldn't oh, even no, go ahead. No, <laughs> a, really good friend, a really good friend of mine and fellow broadcaster Alan Wright uh, tells a hilarious story um, about a, about a, a female comedian, and I can't tell you on air what her name was or what her party piece was. Um, but oh, uh, it's no. a very it's a very oh, similar no. similar no. sounding name as Sticky Vicky. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Daz, what's on your show? What have you got on today, mate? We've got the quiz that is sweeping the nation. Uh, yes, name that it. theme. Uh, we've got that. We've got a chat degree this morning, which uh, will uh, reach out to the our audience, the Northeast, and and quite often they're they're a little bit filthy minded as well. Um, so we've got to be <laughs> careful. Uh, so yeah, we've got that, uh, and we've got the usual uh, what's on TV tonight, um, the newspaper front pages, which are always delight um but yeah it's the quiz that's sweeping the nation that's sweeping the nation uh name that theme love 10 it. past 10 yep love it i want to have a go at that. I, I'm, I'm quite decent at these uh tv themes like i, I like i get some pretty obscure ones as well i, I think we need we need to have you on a little bit earlier one day does so we can have a bash at that well yeah yeah maybe we'll we'll we'll, we'll do a um I'm well, just seeing if it's still there. This, this will, this, uh, what? Oh I mean, I, this breakfast show is going to go into ten o'clock. I'm telling you. Uh, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> where are we there. There? That one there. That yeah. one there. So I just hit this one. Yeah. And it, is it all self-explanatory? Yeah, yeah. So well, here we go. Have we got time for this? We've got five. No, five. But they will do it anyway. 
Five theme tunes. All go. you've got to do is name them. Madden and P.I. Ooh, straight out of the box. Yeah. Goes on a bit. It does go on a bit. This is number two. This is number three. Danger Mouse! Yay! Danger ah, Classic. He's, He's the, the biggest. Oh, great He's show. fantastic. Well, there is danger, he'll be there. Ooh. He's the ace. He's amazing. He's the strongest. He's the quickest. He's the best. He doesn't miss a trick or a oh, well, this one. This is number four. Perhaps one day you'll find a way to come and make Sean the Sheep, that was. It was Sean the Sheep, well done. And what about this? Flash dance. No, uh, uh yes. Yes. Yeah. Flash dance, what a feeling, the song. It is. So there you go, that was your five. Uh, you did well, you got four out of five. I didn't get the second one. Yeah, like the that second was, uh, one, yeah. That was tricky. Well, you That's know. the nonsense he gets up to on the show. <laughs> I like it, mate. Hey, I, I, I might, I might, uh, I might well, leave and, and go to your show. You can see why it's sweeping <laughs> the nation. It is. It is sweeping yeah. the nation. Um, I love it. So the second. I mean, one. it's not what the fact. You know? Well, there you go. It's, 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 it's nice. It's nice. I mean, I can't get more of a compliment from That's a Macam than. Gonna get out of it's him. nice. <laughs> he's, he's only got it. He didn't get Steph's pack lunch. That was number two. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty. What? That's pretty recent, uh, and it's only on. It's on like, two, isn't it? It's on it's sounds like something Sticky Vicky would say. <laughs> you had to bring it back. Mm. Yeah, no, he had to go there. He didn't moved he? on. He had to go there, <laughs> uh, fellas. We haven't I'm done Ryan's question. We haven't done Ryan Plymouth's question. Oh, we've got Come to do on. that tomorrow. We've got to do it tomorrow. It'll be. It'll it's be, all right because I'll be getting Steve letters. normally takes my Steve normally takes my be. talking points that I don't use anyway. <laughs> it's all right. It's Rye's turn to do the show tomorrow. I'm, I'm, oh, it's, it's right. right. It is me tomorrow. It's me. We're back to Rye. Yep, all right, mate. Okay. Well, it'll be something about koala meat. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh here my we go. God! We've unleashed a monster, right, fellas? Thank you. Um, nice see, thank you. See you tomorrow. Have a see you, boys. Tomorrow. Have a good one, Daz. Have a fantastic thank day. You. Bye. All the best. From Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. And <laughs> the red, the tune, and the cat.